Welcome to episode 97 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, Tim. I'm good. Good. Just uh, counting down the days, man. We got four days left till Zelda comes out. So it comes pretty, out Friday, but I guess technically like Thursday night, trying to work the next morning. I don't, I don't yeah, know if you want to be up playing be Zelda. Because how are you going to like start at midnight and stop? Oh my God, dude. It's not going to be possible. I think I'd rather get up maybe a little earlier and play that could like work. an hour in the morning. You know, I might do that. I'm bringing this main topic, the state of Xbox, because yeah. there's so much one. talk right now. This Redfall release just sparked a whole bunch of just <laughs> Xbox in general questions on like, what are they even doing as a business at this point? Not because this game itself is so bad, but almost like it's the straw that broke the camel's back kind of mentality right, here right. of just, okay, they keep saying, just wait a little longer, wait a little longer. Right. This was supposed I'm feeling to good be- about this showcase. <laughs> this is supposed to be the uh the year where they just finally deliver and i don't want to say they're not completely because again hi-fi rush was like a great start at the beginning of the year right right but not just redfall but that minecraft legends it's kind of in the sixes as well and it's kind of like okay sure. one out of three is not looking too hot you're still right, in this right. camp xbox where you've been for years of you're not consistently delivering good, right? Uh, Nintendo and Sony will have a slip up here or there, sure. But it's... Of course. They still deliver more than they don't. And with Xbox, it seems to be the reverse of that these last few years. They haven't been in a good state since 360 days. So it's been a long time since they've been consistent about getting big exclusives to their system like you know bioshock mass effect stuff like that in those days yeah. you don't really see stuff like that nowadays sony got a big exclusive okay for spoken and it didn't turn out well but how many did turn out well you know what i mean that, yes yeah exactly that's the difference yeah. yeah i it's different when you know when you see people complaining about this stuff with xbox but they're people that you know you can never satisfy that's one thing right but like for us, for example, you know, I've I've had many things that Xbox has done that I've enjoyed. But, you know, if I'm being really honest, it's just even Halo, right? When Halo came out, I was like, and I still believe that Halo is a very good game. It's very well made. I don't think there's any problem there. It's just the management of it that's the issue, right? Yeah. I feel like they're, they're slacking on the way that they manage these um, these companies. Like, come on, Halo, that's that should still be a big draw, you know? It's like the best. No no one makes a shooter like Halo. And then Arcane, And it was more than one you know, slip-up. Like, it was supposed to release when the console released. They had to push right. it a whole year, and it's still under-delivered. Yep. So yep. it's... it's They're running out of excuses, and they're running out of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We can only hear I'm sorry so many times before we just don't care anymore. At, at uh, some point, your yeah. sorries don't matter anymore, and you have to actually start delivering. And that, sure, that's the I agree. problem is many times we're going to get into this Phil Spencer interview on the X cast, like kind of funnies deal, which I haven't mm. watched kind of funny in years, but this is some of the best content I've gotten in a long time. Oh, and yeah. uh, I had to jump on it and watch it multiple times through, but he keeps saying how sorry he is. And I'm just like, it doesn't, it doesn't cut it anymore. We need some, we need, we need some action now. You've been the leader for what? Close to 10 years now. You can't just still keep not delivering at some point. Sure the puck has to like stop with you and if you can't you know be the head here maybe someone else needs to step in like i it's hitting that point i never thought i would be saying 
oh, uh, Phil Spencer just can't do it. But I'm starting, right. to, I'm starting to think that. And again, this is not yeah. just because of this recent Redfall. This is because it's more of what that, I've yeah. been saying. Like, again, Xbox One generation, awful. Now, you could have blamed Don Matrix because of that, because he really screwed up. I mean, that's true. That's true. Era, and he had a lot to recover. And I love Spencer's vision on... I mean, it is his vision on Game Pass and cloud and all of this. Sure. And it's been working super well for him. And I love this pocket that they're in. They're they're making themselves different from the competition, which is great. Like, I don't want every box being the same. But sure. you still have to deliver the games. And he has yet to really do that. And I know. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like, you've seen all these acquisitions they've made. And they've had, you know, years. And you just think, like... Like just by sheer number of companies and yes. and their talent, you gotta have some big games coming out by now. You know, funnily enough, the games that I think are the biggest games—I shouldn't say biggest—I should say the games that have been received the best reception have been two smaller games, Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. Like, yeah, have been the yeah, two yeah. the two best. Um, Grounded's doing pretty good. Grounded I'll say as that. well. That's another one. I don't want to say Halo Infinite was like. A disaster because that's a weird pocket right it's a good game but they just like couldn't deliver on the online side of things and all of that so that's 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 yeah, a really that's the strangest one yeah yeah because that's not like redfall right like halo when we play it is a great game it's just yes they were slacking on the lack of content and not managing you know key features that people want and things like that you know i think that was the problem with that but now with redfall obviously as we can see the game clearly needed way more time. I mean, I, I don't know what they were thinking. There's many reviews way. out there, and a good one that I would say people watch is like Skill Ops review or IGN's review. IGN gave it a four, <laughs> and honestly, I agree with the four. It really is sure. in that state. Sure. Um, and we, we, we played it for a bit. That was funny. Was the part where <laughs> we played, was that the only moment you played? That's it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just, I just remember in that, like, what, 45 minutes that we played, we encountered a few glitches. I, I Well, I had a lot. I don't know why. I seem to have way more than you were having. But Oh, my God. I mean, the, yeah, a, the yeah. AI was behaving the way it was supposed to, which is almost worse than the AI was so... It was just so dumb. There's a lot of reviews. What what Ruby's getting at is there's a lot of reviews where the AI is just actually breaking and like like getting stuck in a floor or just like I don't know, spinning in circles or something, right? <laughs> when we were playing, they were technically behaving normal, but it's just technically bad AI. They weren't doing like you shoot at them, right? Let's say there's like three or four in an area. And any game, literally any game, you kill enemy, an enemy sees you killing one, they come and help out. In this game, that doesn't happen. A vampire could be like 10 feet away, you'd be killing one, and the other stands there like nothing's happening, right? Like, uh, it's, it's, oh, there's just boy. tons and tons of issues. I guess I'll go into real quick because I'm going to go into this Phil Spencer interview but before we do i think it's best we just go into the issues i have with redfall because it's going to play into this conversation as a whole so sure. when i when i started up i i started up on xbox because remember last episode i was saying i do want to try the 30 maybe i can kind of get over it my uh specs aren't up to spec here and i won't get my parts by release i have my parts now but anyway so i started up in figures i couldn't handle it it was it's 30 FPS and the motion blur was just terrible. I was I felt sick moving the camera and I just couldn't handle it. So I moved to my PC. Weirdly, 
just like we were saying with most Microsoft games, the performance is fine. Like the performance mm -hmm. isn't the issue. The issue is the bugs and the game design as a whole. Right. It's not right, like right. me putting certain resolutions in certain high medium settings and it not reflecting that. Right. That wasn't necessarily the case here. Anyway, so I was able to play like, I think, 1080p at 60. Right. That was straight. The problem was, is anytime I changed any setting, the screen just turned to garbage and I had to restart the whole game boot it back up just so it could reflect my settings mm. instead of it just going on the fly. Not That's like I'm crazy. changing a major setting. You know, in some games you change something major and it asks you sure. to reboot. Absolutely. No, this is Sorry, literally yeah. anything I change. It distorts the whole screen and I have to restart. You like, I don't know. Shadows or something. Shadows or yeah. something. Yeah. And oh then it's God. just huge distortion. I have to reboot. Um, anyway, so, so then I'm playing and it felt really just super boring, basic. Um, AI was just like trash and hardly responding to anything I was doing. And I was like, man, this game just kind of sucks, right? And I played like an hour and a half, but it wasn't like major issues. The major issues came when we went co-op together and played. Yes. So you make a room, I join it, and I can't pick up a gun. I can't pick up, you know, no <laughs> gun, no so, ammo. I can't even melee. That was so bad. Uh, so we, we play 30, 35 minutes, oh, and I man. still can't pick up a gun or even melee my fist or anything. So eventually I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave the game, bring in my other character. That way I know I have a gun because I was playing for a bit before you, right? Right when I left your game, the game just kicked you out too. You're the host. Yes. I wasn't expecting yes, that to happen. So that was people, weird. People can't join or leave without restarting a whole ordeal. That that's really, what it seems like. <laughs> really bizarre. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you get kicked, start a new room again. I join with the other character. And yeah, I have my guns now, but I can't pick up new ammo. Then what? Every two or three minutes, we just encountered a bug, or at least I did. Like, uh, doors wouldn't be showing too. on my screen. Big garage doors wouldn't be showing on my screen. I would just see a bunch of visible walls for the doors. Yeah. Um, the, uh. the, I saw, like, the AI just literally, like, actually broken, like you would see in other reviews, of just kind of spinning around and not doing anything. Oh, um, enemies to where you killed them, but they still showed on my screen. Stuff like that, you know, so <laughs> it, it just, I don't know. It was boring and it was a disaster at the same time. And I was just right. Like, it's this. like, God, it's, it'd be one thing if it was just not a good game. Okay. It happens. Maybe we could find something enjoyable with it, but it's like, not only is it broken, but think of like, um, oh, Atomic Heart was the opposite, right? We both yeah. thought it was not, yeah. not a good game, but it was very well optimized, but exactly. this was just, let's just ruin both things. You know? <laughs> okay. God. So it, it, we play from our own experience. Plus, you can read other people playing it. But I don't know how why people want to pretend like if somebody reviews a game now that they're just like looking for clout or that they're right. lying or anything like that. That always annoys me. Crazy. Like I, I don't understand why it can't just be that the game is not good. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. if you want to enjoy it, so that's fine. But 
Like, come on, don't automatically assume that everyone who's reviewing it is just out to, I don't know, jump on the bandwagon. What bandwagon? Yeah. Of hating Redfall, I guess? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what Xbox sense. as a whole, but wouldn't make any sense because, what, six months ago, apparently everyone was on the bandwagon <laughs> of, like, Game right. Passes. Right, all right. That you can't have it both ways. Anyway, let's get into this interview. I, I broke down a lot of the key points from it. Um, I also want to say... When it came to the cast, like interviewing Phil Spencer, they were really like, you know, they were respectful. They let him talk and everything, but they actually hit him with hard hitting questions. She got some good questions. Okay. Back up. And they even responded in certain ways immediately back to something that Phil said and didn't shy away from the hard hitting questions. So I want to like okay, give respect to them and I want to give respect for Phil for actually being honest. If you watch that, that's the most honest interview i've ever seen like in a very long oh, wow. time coming from like a corporate head i was very shocked right. actually i mean he looked like he was about to cry on camera what i'm imagining my, my scenario is so he was going to come on that show they said during it well before the ftc stuff happened with activision uh before redfall reviews came out the interview was already lined up he was coming on the show already well then all that stuff happened but they were expecting him to dip out just because he was dealing with some of stuff. But he went on the interview anyway. Now, with Xbox corporate, I don't think they're happy with the fact that he went on anyway. Because, probably, probably because not. we know way too much information than we've ever knew about Xbox internal now. I mean, he was broken, dude. I think he had multiple like meetings with higher ups on maybe losing his job kind of level. And that's how he I felt see. when he was on cameras. I feel he was just out of a meeting on like maybe we shouldn't keep you because he said comments on like yeah i really do make so much more money than what i should be on a position that i'm at stuff like that during the interview I was interesting like, yeah that is so, weird. Okay. let's get into some of my bullet points here and uh you'll see what i mean so yeah in the beginning he states that they were discussing the activision deal going on Right. And then pill and all that. So he stated that there was 14 jurisdictions and they already had nine prepped for the appeal. So it shouldn't take too much longer to know the end result of this whole acquisition. They're already getting close to appealing it back. And then whether it passes or fails, then we'll know the results. So I'm imagining a month or two and we'll get a finale on like gotcha. how this deal is happening. So we what know that because okay. of this interview. Second thing here is he saw the bad reception that Redfall got at launch and sees that many people are losing confidence in Xbox as a whole. He says he gets many people stating certain teams shouldn't handle certain types of games and to stay with what they are good at. But he wants teams to be able to do whatever they want to do. Versatile. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But the problem is, is, well, he was too hands off with this game. It comes right. out bad. And we find out later in here, and you'll see, they really were not even slightly watching it. Because he says they were expecting. I mean, every game they delivered prior to this game was top notch. Critically, mm. reception super high across the board with every release. Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Prey, Deathloop, right? There wasn't a hiccup. It couldn't there. go wrong, man, yeah. Yeah, so in his head, he's Probably just thinking confidence. like, yeah. Uh. He's just like, I'm not going to mess with them. I'm just going to let them do their thing. And I'm right, sure it'll right. be great, right? Well, you know, that's where he slipped up. So he says, they did mock reviews for the game and it was expecting to be reviewed much better than what it was. He said double digits really? higher than what wow. ended up being real reviews. 
So <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean they just got the wrong company to review their stuff? <laughs> you know what that reminds me of is when when like the police do something wrong and then the police investigate the police. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like it's like that. <laughs> well, I don't think uh, like okay, let's say Sony or Nintendo or anything, they don't get people within the company to review their own product. They get outside sure, sources sure. to come in and review it because they don't want any bias. So that is a little interesting that someone comes in and thinks it's a lot better and and lets and tells them oh from multiple people like no 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 it's 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 good you know like sure. now double just is higher that can mean 11 points that can mean whatever can be a lot you know, of things uh, 90 points i don't know but it's at least over 10 you know what i mean sure, sure so like worst case i guess like what the game's at a at a 60 or 55 and he was expecting a 65 I don't, I don't know then when later asked why he didn't delay the game he says after hearing the feedback from others that say delayed the game it wouldn't have fixed the core issues that people had with the game and only fixed some bugs and performance issues but the people seem to have a bigger issue with the overall game vision as a whole is what he's saying right Right. Uh, so Phil knows this. He's like, even if we would have delayed it and fixed whatever bugs and stuff, the the core is still the problem. Right. He and thinks it I, wouldn't have been enough. Yeah, right. yeah. And I agree. It wouldn't have, right? Like, there still isn't... There's way bigger issues with this game than, than just bugs, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, says that they've been talking about a big game every quarter happening soon. And says that now is the time that is happening. No more waiting. Things are lining up finally. <laughs> so this Redfall was supposed to be quarter one big game. You see what I'm saying? Right. And then uh, quarter two, what were they? I, I guess Starfield's going to land in that. Well, Starfield's September. So I guess that's technically the beginning of quarter three. Is Redfall considered quarter two? And is High Five Rush considered one? I don't know. Either High way, Five Rush dropped in uh, what was it, April or, or no, March? real early. It was like January or February. Hmm. Oh, that early. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could have been one. Redfall could have been two. Starfall could have been three. And then what? Maybe Hellblade two could quarter four. So I still think he's not lying there. I do think this is still happening, right? Sure. And sure. they haven't had this sort of push out in years. So I don't think it's nearly as doom and gloom as people think. But, I mean, still, this is the first big one, right? This is the first AAA, big release, big budget game, and they fumbled it, right? Yeah, it's um, not a good look. So, they admitted, here's the big one here, here's a real big one. They admitted when they acquired Bethesda, the Redfall was already halfway complete, so they just hmm. left them to their devices, and since their last games were all received very well, they was expecting that ball to keep rolling and didn't check up on it as much or oversee it in any meaningful way. Right. Now he regrets being so hands-off. We should have been there for Harvey and the team earlier. With Starfield, everyone, including myself, has been very hands-on with the process of development for that title. And I believe that. Sure. Because when they I got acquired, that. they for sure were in the beginnings. I don't think, or Redfall being bad is Starfield being bad too, right? I do think what he's saying is honest here. I do think they literally I, I just it. left them to their own deal, and now he regrets doing so. <laughs> so sure, um, sure. 
He also confirmed that he, they're going to say if Starfield's going to run 30 or 60 when they do the showcase on console. So I see. The fact that he didn't say it on that interview is telling, though. They clearly are still having issues. Uh, yeah. It is a thing this whole time. People were right on thinking, oh, man, it may not be 60. Because if it was going to be 60 and it wouldn't have been a question, it would have just were, right. right there. Right God, now. I hope they don't. Come on, man. You guys can't mess that up. Come on now. Especially <laughs> after this moment now, it has to be 60. It has to oh, be. That's, what I, that's what I would think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but, you know, we, right. we definitely didn't expect this. So. And then one last thing, know. and this is big. So this is Xbox as a whole. He's saying, we have a different vision. We're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo. There is not a great solution or win for us. When you're third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are and have, in certain cases, very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that kind of make being Xbox hard. He's getting at Sony buying this and that. Sure. Um, <laughs> I see commentary that if you just build great games, everything would turn around. It's just not true. That's what Phil Spencer said. I'm going to repeat that. <laughs> I see commentary that if you just build great games, everything would turn around. It's just not true. He doesn't believe that. Goes oh on to say people are too invested in their digital libraries to want to move over to a different console. That just making great games is going to get them to win the console race. I think doesn't really lay into the reality of most people. Like 90% are already a member of one of the three ecosystems. Continuation of the generation is so strong. There is no world where Starfield's an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5s. It's not going to happen. People just hold us up for just being a better green version of what the blue guys do. And I'm just going to say there is not a win for Xbox and staying in the wake of somebody else. We have to go off and do our own thing with Game Pass, with the stuff with xCloud, and the way we build our games. So half of that, I believe, I agree with. The other half, I definitely don't agree with, right? Right. Like, so, yeah, what, what do you think more specifically? What, like, how do you feel about what he said? So the stuff I agree with is, yes, let's say Starfield's amazing. Yeah, they're not going to start right. selling their PS5s. They're too invested. Right, I, I agree. agree. I agree that people are invested in their ecosystems at this point and that they're not just going to like sell all their stuff and just switch. But that sure. doesn't mean they won't go buy an Xbox. Exactly. That, that's like, where, that's where he's yeah. getting confused there. He's like, that doesn't mean you can't sell consoles if you have right. big, great game releases right oh, right that that part is particularly crazy yeah. i mean you know there's many people who buy ga consoles for a few that games is what sells find... consoles I mean, actually yeah. like, like final fantasy 16 a lot of them are being bought right now in japan and a lot of people are asking why and the customers are saying well final fantasy 16 is about to come out and so i'm trying right. to secure a ps5 so when that comes out i, I can play it on it right sure so that's like literal proof that a big game can sell a console. But we've known this the entire time. I mean, think about we it. Like, definitely not. Way back obviously. Super Nintendo days, Super Mario World, that sold consoles. Oh, yeah. I mean, we like, know that. If you put Starfield in, it's amazing. People are going to at least go buy a Series S or something. It's going to sell consoles. That's not true. Like, he's yes, thinking no, that no people... Question. That people are just so hard into PlayStation and Nintendo, they wouldn't even bother buying an Xbox, even no matter how good their games are. First of all, 
the fact that the head of Xbox gaming is saying this and believes this, <laughs> that's where I'm like, man, maybe he shouldn't be there. It's kind of baffling. This is my first time I ever actually thought, yeah, maybe he should be gone then. Because that's the wrong mentality to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I haven't seen the interview yet. I have it um, saved because I want to watch it. Yeah. So like everyone's saying, I'm sure that's it is good if he, you know, takes responsibility. But that to me is kind of the opposite of what you should be saying now. Like, come on, we don't, no one believes that. Now, so. his emotions are high. Again, I'm imagining like he was just in a meeting, like getting like super slammed at and getting like sure. a lot of people down his throat and really upset at him. And I think he, like, He's probably saying stuff he doesn't necessarily mean or whatever. Oh, yeah. But you still can't say that. Yeah, it's you're right, though. It's probably, you know, high emotions. And uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he honestly did just get ahead of a meeting or something crazy just happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, legit, if you watch it, he's getting teary eyed. It's really weird. Sure. So sure. Um, you can tell he cares. And that's what hurts the most. Is right. you can tell he cares. He actually um, cares. Yeah, no, I mean, that's yeah. definitely a good thing. But whether he cares or not isn't gonna solve the problem. Of course, yeah. That's the issue. Is like Jim Ryan sucks, <laughs> but yeah. he's doing what has to be done. If you look at the other side of PlayStation, um, well, Corey with 2018 specifically, I remember watching an interview. They kept checking in constantly. When are you gonna be done? Where are you at right now? What's happening? He was getting super upset at how often they were coming and checking on it. But right. that's what it takes, right? You need that sure. pressure. So they, I, it, it's, there's a fine line, right? You can't go too of hard. Course. You can't go too soft. There's a perfect balance, but clearly Xbox's balance is not there. Uh, it's too bad, man. I really, I feel like I've said this so many times, but I hope they just, you know, things start coming together for them because clearly they have the ability to, um, you know, they have really talented, smart people to make the games. So let's let's do it now. Let's make those games. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. there's all that's all there is to it, man. You know? So um, it's got me thinking on just like, okay, well, what do I think on Xbox now? How should I handle it? I mean, I'm not gonna go sell my Xbox. I'm still no, gonna of course. use it. I still use Game Pass often. The only thing is, like, I guess it makes me think, like, okay, well, maybe I could just, like, unsub for a few months, wait for Starfield sub again, and then maybe a, sure. maybe something gets announced and makes me resub, but maybe I shouldn't just leave this thing running. Um, you know, I have thoughts like this, but that's basically about as far as I go and me starting to, like, me personally do reactions on now being uh, against Xbox because of stuff like this. So what do you think happens if Starfield comes out? I don't think this is going to happen, by the way. But let's say Starfield comes out and it's another disaster. What happens then? I think the faith shoots <laughs> way down in the company. <laughs> yeah, especially really, from Starfield. Like, I mean, that'll be... God, that'll it, be a big deal. The fact that they're in this boat speaks a lot of bad on the company. The fact that they put themselves in a situation to where... A game has to hit as hard as it has to hit for people to care about them anymore. Right, right. They should never be in this spot to begin with. Yeah, I agree. They've had great, like, smaller releases. A lot of great smaller releases, actually. Pro they're probably the best right now in that double-A, single-A space. Sure. Pushing out really awesome stuff. But when it comes to anything, a big budget of, like everyone talking about it it's they're not there 
and they haven't been there in a again since 360 days and maybe this is where you got to have the conversation on like i think he's saying this i think he's saying we don't want to be that company that is releasing the god of wars and the last of us and all of that i think he's like that's sony's ordeal they throw the money they have the big single player big budget titles and we're gonna focus on just having creative teams create weird fun cool interesting things have the game pass and have the the cloud gaming and that be our thing and i think people just need to accept that that's what xbox is or like whether they're becoming that or whether already it is that or they are that yeah yeah like maybe that's where people need to put their expectation into them instead yeah, of yeah. thinking that they're going to win this console race and have the biggest bangers maybe right. maybe get an Xbox so you can just have a game pass and have a pentiment and an and evolved and and a whatever like you can have these good games but but it's it's not going to be world shifting. I say sure. that, but what if Starfield is world shifting? What if Evolved is world shifting? What That's if what we're hoping for? You know, what if this Hellblade is world shift? The Perfect Dark, like, what if this Fable that Playground is working on ends up being world shifting? Right, like it's a possibility, right. but but to just lean on that hope, I think I think people need to stop. And if it comes, cool. But go ahead and put your expectation into Xbox differently. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think that's unfair to say, especially after everything that's happened. So, and especially what there's, you know, their leader is saying at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see um, how that turns out. But Starfield will be, um, I think, a big indicator of, you know, where we're headed. Okay. So. Me personally, let's say Starfield is just disastrous as well. Um, mm -hmm. what do I personally do? I don't know. I guess like I just stop caring about them as much and I just kind of yeah. leave them on the back burner. And if I see a cool game on game pass, I'll go check it out. And I just not going to put much else care into the product. Mm -hmm. And that's, I guess how I'm going to treat that. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe sell the X, keep the S and I have game pass on my PC and, you know, don't care too much about the, uh, the Xbox ecosystem and kind of fall out. And you have millions of people technically in this Xbox ecosystem waiting for that next big God of War moment, right? And they yep. just they just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And and I I think if you want that, go buy a PlayStation and um maybe don't expect your Xbox to to do those sort of experiences. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's Xbox has been for so long compared directly to playstation and maybe things are changing you know maybe they're not going for that anymore so yeah, i mean they straight up said they don't want to go they don't want to just keep following in the blue team steps they want to do their own thing right and i think their own thing is is cloud and game pass and all of that and it's not a bad vision it's actually a pretty interesting cool vision like you know because technically in the future again like even if it's 20 years from now like i said before that is going to be our future. Right. And it's going to be because of Microsoft that that is our future. You know, that's what I true. Mean? Yep. So, okay. Maybe buying an Xbox console isn't the biggest thing in Xbox anymore. You know, I think, right, and, I, and this has been the talk for a few years now of like, 
Xbox is becoming just a brand as a whole far outside of a console. Yes, yes, I agree with that. I'll just say I still would love big good I still want big good games. Yes, I still yeah. whether it's on an Xbox or not, I still just want a big Elder Scrolls. I still want a big Starfield. I I still right. want whatever big Microsoft release could do like Remember we were talking about Final Fantasy 16 why we're so excited is because we know they poured hundreds of millions of dollars into a product and we get to experience something like that. Yep. Yep. You know, like I'm going to keep chasing that and wanting that. Of course. You know, especially when we, you know, when this year we're going to be getting, you know, Zelda and, um, you know, Final Fantasy is not an exclusive. Well, actually, it is. It is. Sorry. Yeah. It is. Um, excuse me, Final Fantasy 16 and these games that are just so much love and care will be probably put into them. You know, it's like we want that for Xbox too, obviously. So, yeah, I think I'm going to start stop seeing them as like this third pillar and start seeing them as a again, cloud and, and game pass instead of like um, just a console thing. And in the end, I feel it would naturally make them more money to brought into different devices you would assume so and be like a publisher and not just making games so people buy their console sure you know mm -hmm. i still want them to put out great games regardless so i agree yeah yeah okay okay i think we've, we've said enough there yeah all right let's keep going so get into the news here hogwarts legacy has amassed over one billion dollars with 15 million copies being sold that's awesome. Hogwarts Legacy just launched on Xbox One and PS4 on May 5th. So probably more sales coming. I mean, that's great news. I think it's a game worthy of those sales. And anything I had a problem with in the first one, I think this will just make it more likely that they'll make another one and make it even better. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. This is a great stepping stone. I mean, they couldn't yeah, have yeah, a yeah, better totally. stepping stone for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. This game's weird because they have to ride that fine line on like being family friendly but not being too light. Like Harry Potter rides that line so finely when it comes to like, okay, you have to have bad things happen on screen or in the game and stuff that like hits you emotionally, but you can't have like, I don't know, straight beheadings and, and go horror or something. Like, but a lot of the themes under the surface are still pretty dark and even yeah. hogwarts legacy did that you know like sebastian's story there's a lot of dark yeah there. and uh i think they did a good job on writing that line just like the films do yeah i agree they they balance that line very well which uh obviously we've talked a ton about it already but yeah yeah i'm looking forward to whatever comes next or maybe some dlc i don't know if they're going to but uh but yeah there's a whole nother game of quidditch coming out did you see that i did see that now we now we know why yeah. so clearly they had no quidditch you know but it's wb games as well so like clearly like it's it's the same publisher so maybe they were trying to get it working they couldn't they moved on to other things and then you know obviously they were in talks with wb on like look it's just not possible for us to have this part done and then so maybe they just found somebody else to do it instead so yeah that's my assumption yep. i think you're probably right it looks a little more low budget you know yeah yeah that's the problem but uh <laughs> yeah anyway we shall right. see convergence a league of legends story will be released may 23rd 
The game will be available for purchase on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam, GOG, and the Epic Game Store. So, everywhere. <laughs> In Convergence Legal and Story, players will explore the spectacular world of Zorn and Echo, a young inventor with an ingenious, ingenious device to manipulate time. A press release reads... Follow the journey of Eco, fan favorite League of Legends champion, as he discovers that the power to change time comes with many consequences. Developed by Double Stallion Games, Convergence is a 2D action platformer with an incredible art style that focuses on tight, dynamic combat and unique exploration opportunities afforded by Eco's travel ability to travel in space and time. And I include a screenshot there below. You can see. I think it actually looked really, really cool. We watched the trailer. I was quite impressed. I was like, I would actually want to play that. So yeah, just no, like the cool. anime, it seems like they're doing really well on expanding on their universe. Yeah, no, they, they certainly are. And uh, the, the show, by by the way, is just fantastic. So uh, they're definitely doing a good job at nailing that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And then next up, we got Gran Turismo movie gets a full length trailer in August premiere date. So I, by the way, I didn't even know about this. And I just went to the movies the other night and it popped up. I'm like, no. what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it just caught me off guard. I just didn't hear anything about it. But anyway, Great Turismo is actually based on real events. The film, the film tells the story of Jan Martinborough, a British professional race car driver who began his career by winning GT Academy, a European televised contest that pitted the best Gran Turismo players against each other for a chance to earn an actual racing career with Nissan. Film follows the teenage Martin Burrow's ascension from gamer to racer and all the trials that come with it. Martin Burrow is portrayed by Archie Madikway, and the film also stars David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, and Gmon Digimon. Probably a, probably no D. Probably no D pronounced. <laughs> I have no clue. Gmon Hantu. <laughs> Neil Blomkamp is the director. Grand Turismo premieres in theaters August 11th. Well, that sounds cool. I mean. When I saw it based on a true story, I'm like, no way. Come on. And then I was like, oh, it actually is. Um, I thought the trailer was super cheesy. Definitely one of yeah, those like teen definitely. Disney movie vibes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know. So it doesn't really excite me too much. But it looks to be clearly well made you know yeah it, it does it looks like it has good production you know yeah. so um yeah maybe i'll check that out you know never know i'm not like super excited or anything i'm kind of whatever like eh. yep yep um this last thing here i just put zelda fsr and so i'm gonna explain this so okay. you know as we know game leagues people have been playing it whether it's on like their real switch with them like dumping it on there or playing through emulation and Nintendo has been watching this very closely, getting mad at this company and that money and shutting this project and that project down when it comes to Switch hacks in general or jailbreaking. Even though it's technically legal to jailbreak a device, it is. They're shutting down like GitHubs about certain tools that help you jailbreak and stuff like that. I don't know if that's going to hold up in court and these companies could fight back and like, no, this, we are allowed to have this up. And I'm curious how all that's going to play out. That's, that's a whole side talk. But because of all this, people are at least able to report that the frame rate doesn't seem to be too good. Like it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. It's, but it, I think it's what we were assuming. Like if you saw that skill up video, there was a moment where he brought that up, but like, 
yeah, when there's a lot going on, like explosions and stuff, expect the frame rate to drop, right? Well, this day one patch has details in it that when people are checking it out, that includes that they're adding FSR to the game. So you've played enough PC games, you'll see DLSS or you'll see FSR, sure. right? It's options. Yep. So basically AI upscalers that sort of like, let's say the game runs at a low resolution, right? But you want to make the game look better without actually putting up the resolution itself because you want to have a certain performance, right? So right. this game can have like a dynamic resolution where it drops down to like 540 or something like that. But because of this FSR, it could still look clean. So it looks like this could address those frame drops. So maybe by the time this actually releases, we know this game is going to have FSR implementation into this game. So I think that's why we're seeing the game just overall when we're watching footage and trailers and stuff. Uh, I remember a Digital Foundry video speculating on this, being like, I think they're using FSR because this looks a little too good to be a Switch game. And so it's confirmed in the files, at least, unless they just delay this patch or something, that when it drops, we are going to have this implemented in the game. And as long as it's implemented well, this will fix frame rate drops. So, Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm happy to see this. That the DLSS and FSR and all that stuff, it's such crazy tech, you know? Yeah. Like how it just kind of fills all those blank spots in with this AI technology. It's just crazy stuff, man. It's it's the, but the problem is some developers are getting lazy and they're saying mm -hmm. like they're relying oh, right, on it too much. Right, yes, right. Instead yes. of like, let me put my <laughs> game out well optimized, and then this is gonna make it even better for people mm -hmm. maybe running on lower end systems. Mm -hmm. Let's just do part of the work and then that will fill in the rest for us, you know? Like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. But in Switch's case, I do not in think Switch's it's lazy. Case, yeah. I, I, it's I agree. Clearly a very it clearly needs it. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I so. agree. Um, that's really cool though man anything anything zelda though it's just my brain is just <laughs> and you've had a you've had a small taste already so yeah, man yeah. you know went to a friend's yeah, played it for excited. a bit you know <laughs> i wish so badly and i i've contemplated this many times i would love to have like a brand new nice oled switch to start the new one on but right right i'm just thinking like man i just gotta wait again to this wait. event is happening in september i want to say i think it is mm -hmm. nintendo's holding an event this is a really good opportunity for them to drop their next console at so, this event. and i'm saying more on no than yes but i just want to say it could happen so i'm only on the no because it's just like i don't know too good to be true and you just kind of want to doubt it but it's been a long time. I mean, this really could be the moment that they that they drop news yeah. on the new system. So it's hard for me to go and buy an OLED. Of course, they want you to. They even made a whole new OLED for this game, right? And then they're going to turn around in September and drop the new one, right? But of course, they can't say anything right now because it's going to prevent people from buying this model about to release. That is true. That is true. <laughs> So, but I I have a little hope in us seeing it in September. Not a lot, but anyway. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, of course, I'll still play it on my Switch now. But man, that would be yeah, yeah. really nice if I could have. It. But uh, okay. Anyway, on to uh, what we're playing here. I'll run through these quickly here. So I I put Redfall on here just to mention that we did try it together. I was very much not impressed. 
yeah, I just don't even know what else to say about the game. We already talked about it, but yeah, did not enjoy my time with that game. Gunplay is not good. Uh, okay, here's here's the best way to put it. <laughs> just go play Borderlands. It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Like, someone mentioned that, and I was like, I think it was Budahar, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. He's so but... right. He's so right. He was saying like you can fire up Borderlands from two thousand, the year two thousand, whatever, and it's literally three sixty games did this better. Than this game so, that's i so mean crazy, games 10 years plus did this genre better so i, I there's literally no nuts. reason to play this game <laughs> no no there's not there's not and yeah they, they, borderlands has right better now. world building has better ai has better gunplay has better story just it's like <laughs> has better like enemy variety oh, has better boy. gun variety like just go play borderlands like it's like yep Totally agree. I also threw Tacoma in here, although I just barely started it. I beat um, Pentiment, which I'll talk about in a minute. And Zelda comes out when what? Th three more full days and Zelda's here. So I was thinking, like, what's something I can play real quick in between? And Tacoma's only supposed to be like two and a half hours long or something like that. Hmm. So I see I it all I'd the it time. I didn't know it was that short. Yeah, Maybe I I've, I've had it forever. Me too. Um, I know I'm always staring at the icon and I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> I know everyone. I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people rave about Gone Home. I played Gone Home. I thought it was fine. I liked the story, but it didn't like it didn't like blow me away or anything. But some people feel that way. So I thought, let me see their next game and and see how I feel about it, because I've heard pretty pretty good reviews about this in general so yeah so i downloaded and i've been trying to play my steam deck more like i played pentiment so much steam deck downloaded tacoma on my steam deck so i'm gonna play that on there um so yeah so i just wanted to throw that one in there i'm starting that hopefully be done by friday i don't see why not but um yeah that's the plan at least i wanted to mention guardians of the galaxy 3 real quick which i watched and i absolutely loved it i thought it was i've watched all the marvel movies that have come out in this phase and i will say some of them have underwhelmed me for sure but if you're someone who maybe has been kind of out of the Marvel movies for a while, you can totally watch this one and not really be up to date and still enjoy it a ton. And it's so good. It's way better than any. I mean, of the again, I, I would Marvel assume as long as we saw one and two, we should be good. to just Yeah, watch no, them. you're you're good. It's very much self-contained. Fantastic movie. It's so good. I was um, really impressed. Like it has funny. It has good music, right? You expect that from those movies, but. Mm -hmm. It has a lot more serious things going on this time around, like some different story arcs, which end up being really, really well done. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend watching this movie. It's, it was really great. Really enjoyed it. I want to watch it again, actually. Okay. Um, and lastly, Pentiment. So I kind of went crazy on Pentiment. I, um, I had always liked this game when I first played it, but I had put maybe like four or five hours into it. I've talked about this game in the past. A lot, a lot, a lot of talking, obviously. A lot of exposition, narrative, right? But I mean, that's I literally that the stuff, point of the game. I, that's it's, it's a and, yeah, game. I, I find this stuff so fascinating, though. And they do the same thing that Triangle Strategy does, which is they actually do it even better, which is when you are talking, if they mention anyone's name, you can press the, the option button and it'll show their face. So you remember who it is they're talking about. But also they will show you like any words that are underlined and they underline any sort of words that maybe, you know, might not be common knowledge. Um, something it could be something as simple as okay so the game is very much based on these people in this town they're all religious whatever so it'll say like oh when he said our father like the prayer it underlines it and it tells you exactly what it is but then there's way more complicated stuff like oh he brought a copy of the historia tasia or whatever and you're like what the heck is that 
you click it, it tells you exactly what it is, you know? So it's really good about that, you know, because there is a ton of info in this game. So that's really helpful to know. Yeah, it's important to say it's a it's a fictional story, but it's all it's all based on like how history was at that right. point in time in right, this exactly. game. But it's just a new story, but the way people behave, yep, the yep. realities of what they would be doing and all of that would hold true to that time frame. They really nailed that. Uh, the whole historical fiction aspect of it, you know, they really, really did a great job on that. And I actually learned a lot from this game in terms of, uh, you know, the way things went back then and those old days. And Watch so many his little interview touches. on, it's on Defining Duke, that uh, which is like a uh -huh. sacred symbol sort of side thing. And they interview the creator, Josh, I forget his okay. last name. Yeah, and I know you're talking it's about. It's a whole hour and a half where he just they just go into huge depth on the whole creation of the game so and cool. the meaning and all that. And it's very one of the best like little, you know, um podcast interviews I've heard in a long time. Like it's up there with this recent Phil Spencer one on just the yeah. amount of information I gathered is just really incredible and um I still That's remember awesome. it constantly on just you can tell how passionate and how much he cares about it all. Yeah, well, that's that's what I like about this is you can tell that he this isn't like some game that's going to sell a ton of, you know, but it's because of Microsoft. That's the thing is. And that's what he said in an interview. And I said this on a past episode is like, right, you on some ways it's hurting Microsoft by letting people do whatever they want. But in other ways, it really helps them. And they just really need to find that good balance of the two. And they really need to like, you know, they don't need to be completely hands off, but at the same time, they really don't want to be telling people, no, don't do this. Do play the safe bet. Right. Because then we can't get stuff like Pentiment. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and the thing is like, I think he made this game knowing it wasn't going to be some crazy game that sold a ton, but he wanted it to be on game pass. People to try a lot of people probably never discover it. And it was his passion project. You know, it wasn't something that was like, we're pushing this as a company, really. Although, you know, they did promote it a bit, but it was more his own. Well, passion he, project. he and, said he's he's been working on it on the side for the last 15 years. And it's been something he always just wanted yeah, really to do, cool. like but that. he couldn't convince people to let him do it. And then so Microsoft finally gotcha. let him do it. And that, that I, I want to give them props for that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's so cool. I, I mean, the thing about the game that I really loved is, like I said before, it's first of all, let's just start with the visuals. It's such a beautiful game. It looks like a like a watercolor painting or something. Yeah. It's so good looking. That's the first thing. And the second thing is there's so many little cool details. You know, the fact that when they speak to you and the text appears, you can make it so it's text it's like script according to their position and in, in you know in their life their class basically to, like right, if they're higher class it's going to be fancier font if they're exactly. like lower class it's going to be a little more rigid like yeah yep yep exactly they're uh the the father of the church or um you know just the peasant or whatever yeah. i thought that was a cool touch the 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 way that you when you do things when you have like, you know, the whole premise of the game is like this investigation. You're trying to solve things. You have all these places you can go to, but you only have so much time. And time doesn't work in real time, but it's more like you do this one thing. Uh, now the time, it turns forward a little bit. And then you do something else that goes forward a little bit, you know? So it's like every event, it'll be like, hey, do you want to eat dinner with us today? And that will fast okay, forward. Okay, every decision's making time pass. Not Pretty much most not of them. it playing in the background. Even exactly. It's not anything. like that. Okay. Yep, yep. It's also another cool thing is 
the clock from the game is so cool because it's not it's not your normal clock. It's got like there's different names for the periods of the day. I think sext is like the dinner time and vespis okay. is like the morning time. Cool. And you, it shows you, it shows you like dinner, whatever. It's just so it's so fascinating how much work they put into this game, you know. But anyway, the, the last thing I want to say about the game is that I finished it and um the story was so good. It was fantastic. I couldn't stop talking to everyone. I was so interested in what was happening. Um, there's three acts in the game. Each one probably about... Well, yeah. How long did this take? Uh, is this like a um, six-hour game? Is this like a 10-hour no, game? No, it's, it's longer than that. It, it took me about 15 hours, something like okay, that. Okay. 16 hours. Still, um, it's not bad. No, no, no. Not too bad. But I'd say each each act will tell you take you anywhere from like four to six hours, let's say. Something okay. like that. And I thought Act One and Two were like fantastic, like super, a lot of rising action going on. Now, doesn't three, this game go far beyond? Like in the beginning, it's about him solving a murder, but it goes far beyond that, right? Yeah, it it, it goes way past it. The game okay. takes place over the course of like twenty five years, you know. Oh, um, okay. within the three okay. acts. So you play as this character who's a sort of like he does commissions. He's like a painter. He works for like these really rich, you know, high class people. And yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But the game takes place over the 25 years. Um, and one at one point, yes, you are trying to solve a, a murder. Um, but there's there's yeah, act one and two, there's like an investigation. You can talk to people, you can say things. If you did a certain amount of things here, when you go talk to this person, you might pass the skill check. It's like a, you know, Dungeons and Dragons okay. kind of thing, you yeah. know. But man, what, what uh, a game. Disco Elysium does the same thing, right? Disco Elysium, same yeah. idea. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um what? Which one? No, well, is there too, is sure. there any connection with like development with Disco Elysium in this game? Uh, I don't. What did let, let me see? Cool. Like, intimate. I want to see what else he's worked on. Mm. Josh Sawyer. He did, he, okay, he did Fallout New New Vegas. Um, what else did he do? I had seen some other games he worked on. Yeah, man, I ended up loving the story. It went to some really crazy places. I was really sad to see it go. It was like the perfect Steam Deck game, by the way. So good on there. But yeah, I absolutely loved it, man. Loved loved it. Okay, that's what I was that's what I was getting confused. So he he played this disco disco Elysium, right? And he said mm -hmm. Josh Sawyer absolutely blank his blank when Disco Elysium came out and claimed <laughs> it was not only a masterpiece, but a trailblazer for the future RPG design. He oh, freaked out. Go. I remember because I was thinking back the interview and it was hard to recall is he was gushing over it basically and he wanted gotcha. to do his own thing and that inspired him to make his game is because he because of D ah, disco elysium cool. so yeah there, well, there was i'm that. glad yeah i uh i i love absolutely loved it that was so good so yeah. so yeah man great game definitely worth playing and you are obviously also like disco elysium it's one of your favorites i really do like disco elysium as well and i'll throw triangle strategy in there again <laughs> all games that have a ton of reading and narrative but it's mm -hmm. better for it you know yeah so yeah those are the i can't believe in my adult life that i played those three games though they just i feel like it's so much it's not even that they're like 100 hour long games but they just require a lot of time and energy and brain power. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, honestly, it takes an adult to play those games. Like, That's true. That's true. A kid can't really get much from stuff like that. Yep. I've just been playing like Megaman Battle Network, been playing some uh, Advance Wars. I'm just going into both of those a ton. Um, I'm just really jonesing for Zelda, and it's making me really hard. Like, I don't want to pick up a game. 
that I have to invest a lot of time into. So I'm just playing a lot of like small pick up and play for a bit and put down. And I'm purposely trying to hold off on like getting into something meaty because Zelda is just too close. And I'm just enjoying like the anticipation of it. And uh, yeah, and I'm having a really difficult time. Like when I'm starting up something big, like being like, oh, I just can't do it right now. I just can't get Zelda out of my head. It's it's God, it's taking wait, over my mind <laughs> way too strongly. And uh, yeah, yeah. So. That's really it. It's so it's so exciting, man. I really cannot wait. Cannot wait. I already have it preloaded on my Switch. God. Yeah, me too. Now I have to stare at the stupid icon for like a week. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I mean this episode come out Wednesday. It drops uh, yeah, Friday. And I mean we'll definitely be talking about next week. So. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh what's hilarious too is like, I mean, roll into this new game watch. There's only three games. I've never like this is the shortest I think <laughs> since we started this podcast. That's coming out in a week, and clearly nobody wants to mess with Zelda. <laughs> like, oh man, I can't wait way. to get that. Can't <laughs> wait to get Death or Treat instead. Yes, <laughs> Death or Treat, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X, and S, PC, May 11th. Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, Switch, May 12th, and then Humanity, PS5, PlayStation VR 2, PS4. PlayStation VR 1, PC, May 16th. Now, I do want to say one thing. I got my new specs and everything. Uh, it's really right. motivated me into making content because with my past parts, it took forever to like render stuff, edit stuff because it was super choppy and take forever to mm. save files. And it was just, it was just like a, um, a hype killer. And like it, it, now I'm feeling a lot more motivated to get a lot of things done, but because I also have these parts, that was the core reason of the upgrade. But uh, VR, I was like, well, now I can just play any VR game, no problem. So I'm going to dive into X, Y, and Z. So I was playing like Dart Rally 2, which is like super fun. Um, I'm playing a lot of different racers, like Job Simulator, threw on some Beat Saber again, threw on that Thrill of the Fight. It's like a boxing VR theme. Um, mm. I, play I went through like, 15, 16 different like VR things that I've had on the back burner, but I'm still in this mode of like outside of Half-Life Alex, nothing's like, I still don't know if, know if it's the time to buy. It's really cool, but I, I get bored real quick with it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'd rather just take this off and just play on my TV than to be in this. It's, it's just, it's too like, it's so brain draining and you're like 30 minutes in, you're so just like worn out like you just like whether you move or not it's just so taxing on your mind and for experiences that aren't even as good as you just playing whatever game outside of vr and it's just like i'm just not sold on it and um but the coolest thing is uh what was i gonna say oh i set up like uh what's it called it's on steam it's it basically you can pull up your desktop in vr and you can change your environments to all these different things. I want to be in a theater or I want to be on the moon. Uh, people make custom ones. You can download whatever. You can, like, someone made one to where you're, like, in the office, like, the show of, like, the set or whatever. Or just different random things like that. But And it's pretty neat. And then you can make your screen as big as you want. But I've been manipulating that. So there's a lot of games that I love, but, like, there's not a VR version for so I like I threw up Cyberpunk and made the screen gigantic and curved. 
so technically i just made it so large where i where i look to the left and right and i'm still looking around cyberpunk world but just because i made my screen so large to where i have to look to the left to see a guy here or right to see a guy there even though it doesn't wrap around 360 i'm at least covering maybe like 180 degrees with the screen and it actually gotcha. is a super immersive cool experience when I'm playing games not even designed in VR, I'm getting greater experiences from those games than I am from games designed for VR. So now I'm starting to do that. And then like, I just installed Doom. I'm going to give that a shot. I, cause I installed like a smaller file just to see how a first person shooter would be. It's super immersive when you just stretch the screen out and throw it in that. So I'm finding a little niche there. That's really, really neat and interesting of like, oh, just don't play VR games it's not nearly as draining and you're still far more immersed than what you would be just playing it normally. So that's a cool little thing. Gotcha. Uh, I'm really happy to be having specs where I can just throw up any game now, higher epic settings on 1440p and not having to, you know, worry about moving this setting down or this setting down and all of that. So, right. Of course it's great, but now it's like, okay, well I've technically played all of the, ones even if it's like a big graphic game i don't even know what to i guess jedi survivor would be the only thing where i could like play that i haven't played yet that would push my system but sure even but even even yeah. now it's still like somebody was just saying like yesterday there's still a ton of issues and patch the last patch made it worse for a lot of people i'm, I'm not gonna turn around and go get that <laughs> so it's like I don't know, but Zelda, Zelda's right here. So I'm kind of like, now I'm waiting for that big PC release to really like push my system. I don't know what that is, but you know, I've played enough of cyberpunk. I'm like, hey, I'm kind of over this. I, I don't know what to really play that could really push my system in a cool way. Sure. So, yeah, there's that. I guess I could play The Last of Us, but again, it's a story game and I already know the story. So I'm like not too true. interested in doing that. I don't I don't know. Do you have anything in mind that I should? But I was thinking like if you crank Doom Eternal all the way up and just see how well. Yeah, it see, feels. I was already running that game at 120, 1440p okay. before anyway. Oh, that's probably awesome. Yeah, yeah, so, you're probably fine already. With I was, that. Yeah. Um, how about. Man, now I'm just like drawing a blank now. I don't know what we had a bunch of broken play. releases. But we, I, mean, that's, I, that's, I don't know weird. one that's just like, oh wow, like can't wait to play this on my rig. I'm know? not sure. I'm sure I'll think of something, of course, <laughs> after we're done. <laughs> but yeah, there's that. I guess Resident Evil 4, I still have yet to start that. But that? again, that that engine, so I, I could have played that anyway, to be honest. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe like I could have played at 60, now I can probably play at 120, you know? So I guess there's that. Mm -hmm. But. Anyway, I don't know. And, and and that game isn't like super like it looks great, but it, it, it looks about like as good of, let's say, like Last of Us Part Two. I feel it's kind of in that vein of graphical impressiveness, you know? Sure. Sure. I guess if you don't got anything more to add, we'll get out of here. That's it for today. Take care, guys. All right. See you. See you.